Hello. Hello. And welcome to, I believe this is the sixth episode of How to Be Unpopular. This is Todd. It's uh, 8.15. It's a Monday night. I'm just drinking some water. I'm alone in my bedroom with my two cats. Actually, when I first started, they were both lying with me on the bed. But now one jumped off the bed. And uh, I might have to go let her out at some point if she gets restless. But my girlfriend is in the other room. She's watching reality TV. She's watching the season finale of The Bachelor, which I'm not interested in, in at all. So I'm going to hang out in here and talk to myself and talk to you. Hang out with the cats, drink my water. And today's an exciting episode because I, I bought myself a new little microphone, which is pretty sweet. Um, I got a microphone for my iTouch, so the How to Be Unpopular podcast has gone portable, and now I can speak to you from different places. I might even go interview different people and there's a lot of possibilities so that's really exciting and I was all bummed because when I first brought it home there was there was some problems there was like I would record something and there was really nasty sound glitches throughout the recording and I was discouraged and I was gonna return the microphone but then I thought to Google and see if there's any issues with recording on iTouch and apparently there are and all you need to do is turn off the Wi-Fi settings and then plug in the microphone and start recording and it takes care of those nasty sound glitches so hopefully you get a nice sound recording with my brand new microphone for my iTouch it's pretty exciting I'm pretty stoked and you may or may not be able to hear the sound from the Highway 1 tonight. I can. Um, there's a constant buzz from the highway. Once in a while you can hear uh, police sirens and um, gunshots and different noises. So maybe we'll get some action tonight. We'll see. But it's pretty awesome that I could have a problem and and type my answer into the computer and get a, a no type my question into the computer and get an answer. It's, these are pretty exciting times that we live in. They are. It's easy to take that for granted, but thirty years ago you couldn't talk and then easily broadcast it to whoever out there who wants to listen. It's pretty incredible. We're kicking ass as a species. We're doing some good work. I'm doing some good stuff. Of course, I, I didn't really contribute to the technological breakthroughs that led to this point, but 
I'm going to take advantage of it anyway. So without further ado, without the obligatory clowning around, let's dive into it. Let's, let's jump in. Let's get wet. Um, today I'm going to talk about sucking. I'm going to talk about the advantages of sucking. Um, sucking at skating, sucking at life, not being very good, having limited capabilities, um, and how that can actually be a good thing. What are the benefits of sucking? Let's talk about it. Also, I want to talk about the benefits of sucking as in a situation sucking, a spot sucking, um, your skates sucking, different situations that suck. Um, well, let's start with having limited capabilities, limited skills, and how that can benefit you. Um, this is kind of an interesting topic, and I think I want to start with um, an example of someone with very limited capabilities that has turned that into a good thing. Um, Stephen Hawking is uh, one of the world's uh, smartest physicists. Physicists? Is that even a word? I don't know. He's a really smart guy. Um, he knows a lot about science and he's, um, he's a, a paraplegic. He's paralyzed. Um, which means he can't walk, he can't swim, he can't rollerblade, obviously. Um, but because of his uh, limitations with his body, this man has been able to, uh, to spend so much time chilling out, accumul accumulating knowledge, learning things. Um, if it's a sunny day, it's going to be hard for me to sit down and focus on reading a book or, you know, just sitting inside in general. I want to go outside and skate. And, uh, or I want to go outside and lie on the beach or, like, just go outside, go for a run or something. Um, so, yeah, it's very difficult for me to focus on, on learning something. But if you were paralyzed, if you were in a wheelchair, if you were um, confined to that situation, Basically, that's a that's an opportunity to spend all that time, uh, like reading and learning about stuff. Um, obviously, you're developing intelligence in a different kind of way, like more of a scholastic way. But still, like I don't think um, you would have that kind of focus if you had a able body, um, unless you were just extremely um, not motivated, but uh, extremely. Disciplined is the word I'm looking for. Um, so, yeah, here's a horrible situation. I think a, most of us, we would look at that situation as being horrible. But it does actually present this possibility of kind of going in a new direction with your life and, and projecting your efforts as, at something else. And, and that is a benefit. I mean, it's... Um, I've I've had like fantasies about what it would be like to like just suddenly become paralyzed and a part of me is like oh my god that would be horrible I'd never be able to skate again I'm, I just love skating and I love like walking around and I'm a very physical person so for me it's like man that would be just horrible but on the other hand 
there's the side of me that does enjoy like sitting and reading and and uh, writing code and doing things that requires sitting around and I think I would be a lot better at those things if I wasn't always distracted by the possibility of of going outside going skating going for a run like getting up juggling like I think I would it would be a lot easier for me to focus if uh if all those things just weren't available to me, those physical um, capabilities. So uh, in no way am, am I saying that uh, I'm not saying that it would suck to be in a wheelchair. Wait a minute, I am saying that it would suck to be in a wheelchair. But sucking reveals new possibilities, right? If you're not able to do one thing, it's easier for you to focus on another. Um, and like in skating, this is very, very true. Like um, I obviously, I live in Canada, I'm in Vancouver. We have uh, long winters, stints of rain, where you can't really skate, but I've had really good sessions when it's raining out and we're forced to skate that little crappy spot that happens to be undercover and it's dry. Um, it's a spot that you would never normally skate if you had all the other options in the city. Like, it's just not as exciting in comparison. But if you're forced into that, like, if that's the only dry surface in the city to skate, then it's really not that bad. And you end up focusing on things that you normally wouldn't uh, spend the time to focus on because, you know, you'd be at a shoe spot and you're like, oh, let's go somewhere else. Let's go to that really super nice ledge down the street or that really nice rail or that perfect launch. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that focus on like maybe a smaller, shittier, um, like maybe less fun object to skate. But a lot of really interesting maneuvers get pulled on those days when when you're forced into those situations. I think a lot of rollbiters out there will be able to relate with me on that one. Um, like in Kamloops we used to go to this spot Cottonwood during the winter because it was it was covered and they were just like a whole bunch of smaller kind of like cr crappy rounded ledges but they were painted and they slid decent and when you're really desperate to skate in the winter that's where you go is to cottonwood i just want to my screensavers on i want to make sure i'm still recording great i'm still recording so cottonwood yeah um and it's a spot that you would never skate if it was summer like you just it's a you just wouldn't choose to go there um there's like a really amazing skate park right across the street that's so fun to skate and there's other street spots that are a lot more fun than cottonwood but during the winter i remember pulling some like really amazing stuff and dana and joey would pull really amazing stuff there was like a curb that was like across a dirt channel and we would bust like i think dana was doing like alley-oop topsoles across it and like and I think I hit a fish brain. Joey like hit his face in the dirt and got dirt all over his face. Was, 
he, I think he was doing a topside or something, and both his feet went over the ledge, and he just smashed his face into the dirt. <laughs> I think there's a shot of that in How to Be Unpopular. Um, but, yeah, I remember busting, like, alley fishes and stuff. I think I gotta let my cat out. She's meowing. So one second. You want out? Oh, great. So I get up, and the cat goes under the bed. I guess she doesn't want out. But... <clears throat> yeah, I think I alley-fished across that channel ledge. And, yeah, a lot of really, like, crazy stuff got pulled, and, and it, and it would have never happened if we had perfect conditions outside. So there's another example of, like, the limitations, the stuff that maybe at the time you perceive as shitty, like winter or whatever, it turns out to create this new possibility. Um, I've, I've always had a problem with, um, like, I, I most comfortably look over one shoulder while I'm skating backwards a lot more comfortably than I do the other shoulder. And it's the opposite for my spinning way. So I've never really been good at fakey spins. Like if I'm looking over my natural shoulder, shoulder then I have to spin switch. Um, so I could do like fakey 360s, but I couldn't really do fakey 540s. Excuse me, I'm gonna have some water. So, yeah, I, I never developed fakey spins because I looked one way and I spun the other way. But that kind of led to me getting pretty good at illusion spins because basically when you do an illusion spin, you're looking over one shoulder and spinning the other way. So it worked out perfect for me. I was looking over my natural shoulder and then I was spinning my natural way. And so um, I think maybe if I was just really good at fakey spins, then I wouldn't have spent the time to develop that that skill. Plus, it probably wouldn't have come as natural to me because I would have looked over one shoulder and spun naturally that same way. So, I think that is an example of me sucking at fakey spins, but because I sucked at fakey spins, I learned illusions. So that's, like, pretty sweet. Illusions feel really cool, too. I can do illusion fakey fives. A guy here in Vancouver, Taylor Ritchie, he in his last uh, Razors edit where he was promoing like street artist wheels or something, I don't know. But uh, he did a fakey, an illusion fakey 720, which is pretty deadly. I was there that day skating. I think I did a 540. Not a very nice one either. Kind of an awkward, like, I haven't skated in a long time, 540. I mean, I think I, like, tried to grab, but I, like, did a shadow grab. My hand just, like, brushed my foot. <sighs> it was pretty weak. But, um, do I have any other suggestions or examples? Hmm, not really. 
So, basically, I think what I'm trying to get at is that um, you kind of have to work with what you have. And when you suck, or when a situation sucks, it can be easier to do that because you're forced into this, that state. Um, and you're not distracted by other, other possibilities. Um, by being forced into that corner, into that tiny little space that's dry, you are able to focus on every little square inch of that corner and skate it for what it's worth, as opposed to just instantly uh, discrediting it or like judging it, oh, this spot sucks, let's go. You know, fuck, that's all you got to skate. So if you're there for two or three hours, your tricks will probably develop and develop and you'll probably do something in that little corner that is really sick. And probably something like new and different because it's rare that people would spend so much time like, I don't know, skating a little knob or, or whatever. So, sucking, it's a pretty good thing to suck, yeah, well, I think, I think that's it, I think, uh, I think that's my podcast for tonight, um, I really don't want to go watch The Bachelor, but maybe I'll go make fun of it a little bit that's fun um, so I wish you all a good a good evening a good night and yeah today's also an exciting day because we uh, I finally got up the how to be unpopular the iTunes channel so it's actually online so people can actually um, listen to this now which is kind of scary to me but yeah up and uh, that's an exciting thing when you uh, have an idea and you get all stoked on it and then you actually execute it you know when I when I actually saw the the iTunes channel up with all the episodes I was like holy shit that I actually we actually did that that's sweet and we're gonna continue to do it because it's really fun to do and uh, I think it's a healthy way to exercise my brain and talking and, and it's fun chilling out on the bed with the cats um, yeah so I love you guys tune in again we'll talk soon alright peace <laughs>